Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 6 in Edmonton, Brendan Ulrich with you on Oilers Now in for Bob Stoffer this week. Bob will be back on Monday. Oilers Now is always brought to you by Digitex, our title sponsor. Digitex has their office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all and could be doing it for you right now. You can call on our Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They have the Little River Band on August 16th. And if you're crazy enough, you'll check out Steel Panther at the River Cree Resort and Casino this weekend as well. All right. Friend of the show, now the head coach of the Calgary Hitmen, it's Steve Hamilton. Steve, welcome back to Oilers Now. How are you doing? Thanks very much for having me on. I've uh, been a busy couple days. Oh, I bet. Absolutely. Uh, so you decided to uh, make the jump over to the dark side, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, certainly a change. I'm a lifelong Edmontonian, but, uh, you know, I am really excited about calling Calgary home. It's a tremendous fit for my family, and, uh, you know, certainly uh, it'll take a little bit of getting used to, but it's uh, all part and parcel of the job. Does this mean you're going to cheer for the Calgary Flames now, or are you still going to be an Oilers guy? <laughs> I'm going to just leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's, it's fair. That's fair. Uh, when we had Glenn Galton on, by the way, of course, he's sort of uh, in a similar situation here. I haven't coached the Calgary Flames. Now he's on the Oilers uh, staff. Bob asked him if he was a Battle for Alberta type of guy, and he said, you know what, I'm more of a Battle of Alberta guy right now battle so he's all for it he's on the oilers uh board i'm sure you'll be all aboard with uh, the hitman as well here very shortly but uh it is interesting um that you're going to calgary now so uh what i mean you know the city well i'm, I'm assuming and the whole family are they gonna be moving out there with you as well yeah absolutely that was um you know part and parcel for us as, as a family was that you know we were certainly gonna do make the leap all together and um you know that was that was important for me um we have family down there uh, we have lots of friends a lot of connective pieces that you know so really uh, the hardest conversation i thought i was going to have was with my 14 year old daughter I, <laughs> I was dreading that like you can't imagine and uh, all of the kids were were extremely excited and you know, it's it's an adventure for them. It's a change. It's a whole big world out there, and and I just think that's that's part of it too. Is it's a great opportunity. We're three hours away from Edmonton. Obviously, my family is still here, and aunts and uncles and all those things. So yeah, it it is uh, you know about as well positioned as it could possibly be. Yeah, absolutely. Only being three hours away sure helps. Now you're going out to uh, Saskatchewan or BC or something like that, so it makes things a little bit easier. Um, how did it all come about, though? Because, uh, you know, what, you weren't unemployed for very long after uh, things uh, went the way they did here in Edmonton, but uh, now you land on your feet uh, in Calgary. So how is this uh, whole process for you? Well, um, 
Calgary situation kind of unexpectedly probably took a little bit of a, a turn with uh, Dallas Ferguson choosing, you know, for family reasons not to return to Calgary. So I don't think that I don't think the hitmen were on anyone's radar in terms of a coaching change. And um, you know, as it played out, uh, I have a bit of a history with Jeff uh, Schnauz, and I have a history with Mike Moore. Um, so I reached out, put my name into the ring, and uh, wanted to make sure I at least expressed interest in the position. And I knew it'd be pretty sought after by a lot of guys. And um, you know, it was one of those things that I. I was prepared to go through the process and I, you know, had discussed it with my wife prior to and make sure that everyone was on board if we were going to go down that path. And, and so then, you know, really in the last week, um, you know, met with the, the organization a couple of times and, you know, here, here we are. Yeah, what do you think uh, puts you ahead of all the uh, other candidates? Because it does sound like there are a lot of uh, you know other coaches interested in the job. But what do you think, uh, Sido? What did you try to emphasize uh, that you do well uh, in your interviews? Well, I know for Jeff, it was important that he he wanted a guy with Western Hockey League head coaching experience, and that was really critical for him. And um, you know, just as they sorted through, they obviously shortlisted some guys and don't know exactly what was on their checklist but i do know that that was important they wanted a guy who's you know a teacher by nature and certainly that um, worked in my favor as well and you know as you go through the process and you meet people in the organization it's important that everyone's comfortable me included and um you know i felt right away like having you know spent as much time as i did with the oilers and the oilers group you know, I had a good feel of what it's like to be in that scenario with the parent club being an NHL club and and then obviously a major junior team um, sharing a building. Those are all kind of unique circumstances. I might be the only guy that can say, well, I am the only guy that can say he's coached in both both places here. So <laughs> it's kind of, uh, it's a little bit unique that way, but it honestly helped the transition because you have a pretty good feel of, of how things work in that environment. Well, it's great to see you get a, a, a job so quickly here because it's not that way for every coach. I mean, some coaches need to, you know, take a, a year away from the game to sort of reassess things or they end up uh, becoming an assistant coach or, you know, trying different leagues. So it's great to see, uh, you know, you land on your feet here so quickly. Um, but is there anything maybe you'd like to change uh, as a head coach in your second go around here or do you sort of just, uh, you know, do the same things that you did with the Oil Kings? Well, I think you're always trying to get better and you're always reflective. The game continuously changes. Um, you know, I think that you have a good foundation of, of what you want to bring, what style of play you want to have. It's uh, going to take some time to kind of connect with the new staff and, and um, you know, get a feel for the players. I mean, there's very few guys on that roster that I have any kind of extended history with. And, and so it's going to take some time to get accustomed to them. And, but that's all kind of exciting. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful to the Oil Kings, and I'm incredibly grateful to the Oilers Entertainment Group. And uh, I had eight years to really experience the full cycle in Edmonton. And when Derek and I came in, it was a, a very young team on the rise. And, you know, we had some unprecedented success with 350 win seasons, Memorial Cup, and all of those things were just, a true blessing and and i would never change those years i would you know the last couple of years were very hard we were a extremely young team and 
Um, you know, so it presented some challenges, but, you know, love those players and, and certainly um, the business is the business and that's going to happen. And I certainly have no hard feelings that way and change is, is good too. And change will be, it'll be uplifting and a, a breath of fresh air in the oil for the oil Kings. And, and the same applies for me and the hitmen. So, it, you know, I certainly understand that side of it and, I've been more fortunate than most. I've had about a 14-year run of being able to live in Edmonton, my hometown, and coach various teams around here. So, you know, to, to be able now to be in a position where my family's old enough and we're comfortable enough to be able to do this to such a great city like Calgary, I know it sounds crazy to say that because <laughs> I grew up in the absolute teeth of the Battle of Alberta, but, um, you know, it, it is just a, a tremendous fit. Oh boy, you're already sounding like you're on Team Calgary here. She, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so you talked about not knowing a whole lot about this roster, but you did deal with, uh, you know, as an associate coach of the Oil Kings, a more veteran-style team that, uh, of course, won the Memorial Cup, and then um, after that, it was a bit of a rebuild as a lot of those players moved on. So you've dealt with a younger group as well, and it seems like this roster is a young roster as well. So how will that experience sort of help you with uh, the Hitmen? Well, I, I really liked what Jeff did at the trade deadline last year. He, you know, he was pretty proactive and moved Matteo Gennaro and Beck Malenstein and then moved Jake Bean. And um, and the return on those trades gave them some, some younger, talented guys that are, you know, in that demographic of the, or excuse me, 2019, 99 born players. And, and so those guys are all you know, uh, kind of poised to hit their stride in the league. So that was, you know, you look at your group and, um, you know, just in talking with Jeff, the, the feeling is this is a team on the up, on the uptick, you know, a team poised to take a step forward. And as I think the Oil Kings are, to be totally honest with you, um, I think the hardest years of the Oil Kings are behind them and, and you can see the young talent coming into the roster. And, and the same thing applies to Calgary. And honestly, for, for hockey in Alberta, I hope both teams are just firing on full pistons down the road because it's, it's good for hockey in Alberta. It's good for the central division of the Western Hockey League. And, you know, I think everyone in this division is, is poised to kind of take a step. Lethbridge has got a chance to be real, real good this year. Medicine Hat is always there and in the mix. Um, you know, and the other the other teams in the division are all kind of very similar in the sense that their young groups are starting to mature. So it's uh, it's going to be highly competitive. But um, you know, I certainly look forward to it. I think there's lots of good young players and and lots of good pieces within the Hitman organization. No doubt about that, Steve. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on today. I just want to leave you with uh, one text here. Uh, welcome to Calgary, Steve. Don't worry. There are some of us in this city who are Hitman and Oiler fans. There's no reason to cheer for the Flames. So there you go. You made a friend already. All right. Well, it's, I mean, it's uh, the Oilers have, have always been my team, but uh, for obvious, obvious reasons. But certainly I'm a fan of good hockey, and I, I'd love to see both uh, – at the WHL and the NHL level, both teams thriving. I think that'd be just great. Are you uh, coming back to Edmonton anytime soon? Are you here all summer, or what's your plans? Well, I got the, now the very uh, very substantial task of, of making a move. So uh, you want to buy a house? 
<laughs> oh, I don't know if I can afford uh, that, but uh, yeah, I am looking for something, but uh, that might be out of my price range, Steve. I know. <laughs> but yeah, someone will text in that will likely want to buy your house, so we'll see. I'll, I'll text you if I can help you with that. 100%. Sounds great. So that's kind of the plan for the summer, and then, uh, you know, I'll be middle of August making a a trip down to Calgary kind of to get things started a couple weeks before camp, and I'm sure the rest of the clan will uh, be coming down prior to school starting. So, you know, those are kind of the things I'm looking at right now, and um, the summer of camping is probably uh, firmly on hold, so we'll we'll have a different-looking summer, but again, it's, it's exciting. No doubt. Well, we're all happy for you, Steve, and we wish you the best of luck in Calgary. Uh, we'll hopefully get you in studio uh, sometime, maybe this summer with Bob, if you're around. So we'll reach out to you at some point. But uh, thanks for taking some time today. Hey, always my pleasure. Thanks very much for having me on. Absolutely. That's Steve Hamilton, formerly the head coach of the Oil Kings, now the head coach of the Calgary Hitmen. Great guy. We wish him the best of luck, even though he's uh, going to Calgary. But... Uh, great guy. I mean, how can you not root for someone like that? So, we wish him the best of luck. It's 118 Edmonton. Uh, we will take a quick timeout. We'll get back to some of your text messages. After I mentioned some of those uh, texts being a little too realistic and not bold enough, we are getting some good ones. So, we'll get to uh, that after the break. We also have NHL today. And at 135, Patrick Maroon, the newest St. Louis Blue, will join us as well. 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Mac uh, bringing us back here on Oilers now. That one goes out to the texter that said we should play some Fleetwood Mac when we opened with uh, Steel Panther. <laughs> I would say those are uh, two completely different types of rock groups, although yeah. it is sort of similar. It is rock, but... Not too many other uh, Steel Panther songs we can play on air from what I've seen so far. <laughs> we can definitely roll with a lot of Fleetwood Mac songs, though. Thanks for uh, bringing us back with that there, Devin. And uh, Fleetwood Mac, by the way, is at Rogers Place November 10th. Just uh, look that up. I know we were trying to figure out when they were in town earlier. All right, back to the bowl predictions. You can text us 630-630. Our text line is brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Evan Bouchard wins the Calder this season from Tom. Wow. Now that's bold. And that uh, sort of relays off of what uh, Jordan was saying yesterday, that he thinks uh, Yamamoto will win the Calder. We'll see. If he plays 82 games, he always make the playoffs. He's uh, quarterbacking the first power play. It's possible, I guess. Although in uh, Buffalo, I'm sure Dolan will have something to say about that as will Middlestat. There are a lot of uh, good players that will be in the mix. Patterson from Vancouver as well could uh, play a factor. So lots of uh, promising uh, rookies to consider for the Calder Trophy. But hey, don't count out Yamamoto or Bouchard. 
bold predictions. The Dons bold prediction, Ty Ratty gets 25 goals, 35 assists. Oilers finish 20th place. If Ratty gets that many points, I would assume the Oilers are higher up in the standings, but uh, I don't know. But yeah, I like that. That's bold. Ratty, 60 points. I don't know if that happens. He would have to play the entire year with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. And it appears that's the way that it will start. So we'll wait and see. Uh, McDavid breaks 50 in 39 from J.C. That one is not going to happen, J.C., but uh, that is even a stretch for Connor McDavid. But you never know, I guess. That is as bold as they come. 50 Genos for McDavid. Now that's more realistic. McDavid started shooting the puck a lot last season. He has a good shot. It's a sneaky shot as well because you're so worried when I'm passing the puck. When he does shoot the puck, it confuses the goaltender completely. If he starts shooting more on the power play, he could get to 50. AJ, another one for Koskinen. Wow. AJ says, hey, BU, Miko gets the multi-year contract extension and Talbot is the backup by the end of February from AJ. Hmm. My bold prediction is McDavid scores 50 goals, 120 points, and Nuge pots 30 goals despite missing 25 games. Now we're talking about players missing games here. Now we're making crazy predictions. Injuries are impossible to predict, but... uh, 30 goals for Nuge, that would be nice. I think that's possible. Oilers make the playoffs, and Lucic rebounds for 20 goals from Blair. Nick says, hey, BU, bull predictions. Oilers win the division. JP, 60 points. Larson and Clefbaum form a top five D pairing in the league from Nick. Wow. So much positivity. I thought there'd be more <laughs> yeah. negative bold predictions. I like most of these. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it's the off-season. We're in the summer. People are excited. People are uh, hoping for the best this uh, season. There's a lot of skill on this roster. A lot, you know, you know, a lot of things seem to sort of happen for the Oilers at once for them to win the division. I think they're definitely going to be fighting for a playoff spot. So we'll see how many of these bold predictions actually happen. Because of something like Ratty coming out of nowhere and scoring 20-plus goals, like this texter suggests, 23 goals for Ratty, 24 assists, then that helps the Oilers' bottom line. Like, if something like that happens, we know McDavid and Drysdale are going to get their points. We know Nugent Hopkins is as well. So if someone like Ratty can come in and get 20-plus goals that you don't expect, then that sort of lifts everything up from the bottom. You can text us 630-630. Hey, BU. Rob says, Connor McDavid gets 150 points. Drysaddle gets 100. Oilers make the Western Cup Final. Are you saying they make the uh, Cup Final from the West or the Western Conference Final? Either way. I like that. When's the last time someone got 150 points? Oh, geez. 15 years at least? Probably 20? You'd have to look that up. It's a long time ago. A long, long time ago, I would assume. 
You can text us 630-630. Caleb Jones has a breakout year in the A and plays the final 15 games of the season on the Oilers. I like that. I'm a fan of Caleb Jones. I could see him getting NHL games at the end of the year, but that would likely mean the Oilers will be out of the playoffs. So I think Jones will likely spend the entire season in the AHL and then maybe push for a spot next season. But hey, some love there for Caleb Jones. Don't mind that at all. Mario Lemieux, 95-96 with a 161 points. Will McDavid do it this year? (laughs) Probably not. 108 last season. If the power play was any better, they probably, maybe he gets to 120. And maybe that's where he's at this season. That would be my initial prediction. And if you get your wish, Devin, and they start calling everything on McDavid, maybe he that increases his point total as well. It's uh, 128 in Edmonton. We'll take a time out. When we come back, we will hear from Patrick Maroon, former Oiler, former New Jersey Devil, former Anaheim Duck, now with his hometown, St. Louis Blues.